Welcome to the Young, Healthy, and Wealthy Show, where we speak with elite individuals and top performers and sing what it takes to stay healthy and get wealthy. Are you ready to be elite? Are you ready to be part of the 1%? Well, then without further ado, let's get it. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Young, Healthy, and Wealthy Show. Now, today, we have another young stunner on the show. He is an up-and-coming entrepreneur. He is the host of the podcast, Budget Trek, that deals with personal finance, which is huge when it comes to entrepreneurship. You guys don't realize it, but those numbers really mean something big. He's a personal finance prodigy himself, Brady Morgan. Brady, how's it going, big guy? What's up, man? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm glad we were able to connect and uh, be able to work this out. So uh, for those of you who do not know who you are, Brady, why don't you go ahead and tell a little bit about your story and you know what you're trying to do out here? Yeah, for sure, man. So I'll just preface this with, so me and Chase got connected through SocialX and SocialX oh, has been huge. Yeah, Cavanier. boom. Because SocialX connects all these entrepreneurs from around the country and it's crazy how, how many similarities you have with people that you don't know. But a little bit about me. So I'm really just your average guy in Nashville, Tennessee. I got a nine to five. I got a second job and I'm doing the podcast Budget Trek, like Chase said. And Budget Trek is essentially a personal finance podcast that started as me and my wife's kind of like accountability measure to get out of debt. And it, it transformed into this platform that I, I want to use to educate people on my successes, my failures, but also through interviews with people that I've interviewed on podcasts. So I've had like John Danes, Jeff Steckinger, Ricky Gutierrez. So in my opinion, everybody has a different journey with personal finance. And it's really interesting to see how they use that journey to propel themselves to where they are today. So that's pretty much like a 30,000 foot view of budget track. Um, it, it's pretty new. It's like two months old, but yeah, that's it so far. Hey man, I'm pretty much sitting right there. We've been doing the podcast now for about I think I hit three months about four days ago. Really? Yeah. So I'm still relatively new too, man. It's all good. But so with the idea of budget track, what really drove you to personal finance? Because that's an area that I've found the people I've talked to within the entrepreneurship community and personal finance community, they have very, it's like black and white. They either hate the numbers or they love the numbers. So it's like, what really led you to do this? Well, my, my thing, man, is like, I, I'm, I'm a numbers guy. I'm a financial analyst at Vanderbilt in Nashville, and I love numbers. But the reason I wanted to start this personal finance podcast, one was the accountability measure, like I spoke about, but two is the education platform. So in my opinion, like too many people our age, which I'm 23 and you said you're 22. Yeah, I turned 23 in like two months. Yeah. So nobody our age, I don't think gets it about personal finance. There's so much out there to learn. And education, you know, in college and in high school, unfortunately doesn't teach you much. They kind of just throw you out into the world and expect you to figure it out on your own. And that's when a lot of people fail. And like for me and my wife, you know, we're $50,000 in debt or we were starting in August and, you know, we've made a dent in that, but it's like my lack of knowledge led me into that hole. So my goal with all of this is to use personal finance, my love for it, to help people not make the same mistakes that I made. But unfortunately, you know, with the podcast being still small, it's hard to get that out there. And, and personal finance is huge and it affects everybody. But there's not enough information flowing into people our age out there before they make those mistakes. Oh, yeah, dude, it's nuts. Like I know just from the beginning of even joining Social X, I went to their first event in March and they were, you know, they had Jeff Seginger talk and it was about credit, yep. and personal finance. And I'm sitting there just in one ear out the other. I'm like, I don't know what this is. No one's ever yeah. taught this to me. I had like an accounting class in high school, but even then it was like, oh, 
here's a list of your expenses and your, uh, and your assets, like come up with your end revenue, whatever. I don't even remember. Like it was just yeah. like, it didn't even teach you. So it's something that's really been super fascinating to me just now, you know, in this point in my life, because now it's getting to a point, you know, I'm hitting the end of college coming, you know, coming into building my own business. I'm starting to realize this stuff's important. Like it's real. Really, not only business finance, but personal finance. Cause you know, you need to make sure you're afloat if you want your business to be afloat as well. Exactly. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Cause I think like too many entrepreneurs start businesses completely neglecting the financial side of it. They yeah. focus on what they're good at, which is fine. You know, you got digital marketing. If you're doing a drop shipping, if you're doing, you know, like Jeff second, your credit, which he's probably better with personal finance than most, but these people start a business and they're doing something they're good at, but you know, your finances are the foundation of your business. And if you neglect that completely, you're going to fail. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had a couple of, uh, for the past couple of years, I've tried like a couple of different business ventures and a lot of, I would say about half the ones I've done failed due to neglection of finances. Cause I yeah. know I had one company it was like CBD stuff and I wanted to do a CBD supplement. I went to a manufacturer and I needed X amount of dollars to do X amount of processing. I was like, Oh shit. I didn't even, I didn't even <laughs> think about money. I just wanted to make this awesome product. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it's a real thing. And like something like with this podcast, it's like, even me, I have questions. Like I want to scale the podcast and I know you do too, but unfortunately like in, in order to scale things like one, it takes time, but two, it takes money. Yeah. And you know, being young and being new to the whole entrepreneur space, it's like, where do I get this money from? You know, like for you, you probably, you don't have a full-time job yet, but I do have a full-time job. So you're like, oh, we'll dip into your savings. It's like, well, I'm in debt. I have a wife. I have a boss I have to go through for our personal finances. So right. it, it makes it a lot harder when that information is not out there and it's not readily available for you to use in your entrepreneurial journey. Right. So what are like, when you go through your show, what are some of those big tips that you really give your audience when it comes to starting to build that personal finance education for themselves? Well, so, so, so I'll, I'll backtrack real quick. So I think with entrepreneurs, I think entrepreneurs, like I said, don't know a lot about personal finance, but their issue too, is they're always trying to increase their top line. Right. But unfortunately as their top line increases, so does their standard of living and what right. people don't people try to, to literally put a wall between their business finances and their personal finances and when you're an entrepreneur and you're doing something on your own, like those have to mesh together, unfortunately, but they do. So when your business does well, you want, you think, Oh, then I'm doing well, which is true, but you still have to live like you're broke at some point. So like, mm -hmm. like the foundation for all this is like a big word for me is commitment. And when you are going into being an entrepreneur, I really do think you need a financial plan. And that's, I mean, financial plan can mean like, insurance and investment stuff, but I'm talking like really basic, like personal financial plan, something that you stick to a budget, how much money is going here? How much money do you save? Because at the end of the day, it's like your, your business is not guaranteed, you know, and right. if you put everything you got into it and you're not smart with your money. I don't know if I can cuss, but you're really like fucking yourself over. So no, that's fine. Yeah. Fuck it. Okay. But <laughs> my, it's, it's just crazy. Cause like when you have that commitment to a plan from the beginning, I firmly believe that your business is going to take off and it's going to be more successful. But commitment's the key word there because it's so easy to start something. I mean, you know, this with, with fitness, you can start something and you quit and you can say, Oh, I committed to it, but I quit. It's like, well, no, you didn't commit to it. You started it and you quit. Commitment is seeing something to the very, very end. It's like, especially people, they quit. But unfortunately with any business venture with personal finance, it's not easy. So if you have commitment at the foundation of your personal finance situation, 
then there you go. Boom. That was golden. I, I, that was really good. You know, a lot of people, they, they I mean, you said, it, I, I can't say anything. I mean, you said it perfectly. A lot of people say I'm committed and then they quit. You weren't committed then. You no. thought something seemed cool. You started and then you realize, Oh, this is hard. And then you quit. No dude. And, and a perfect example too. Like, I mean, commitments in every area of our life. Right. And like, so me and my wife starting from yesterday, uh, October 14th, there's 79 days left in the year. And I know 75 hard is a thing. And I was like, well, let's do 79 hard. Let's do it to the end of the year. I was All like, right. just, I've never done it. And I was like, it's going to be hard. And I really want to, want to focus on like my level of commitment, my self-discipline. So last night I wrapped up a, a podcast interview with Apple Crider, like I was talking about, and it was dark outside and I was supposed to do my second workout and I was going to run outside. And I was like, well, it's dark outside. You know, I can't really run in the dark. And I was like, fuck it. Like, my commitment's already going out the door right now. Like, so I had my phone out there and I was shining my light on the ground as I was running. <laughs> but, but I mean, it's, it's such a small example, but it just shows like, like commitment is huge. And the more you commit to something, the easier it gets. And you don't even think about what you're committing to anymore. Right. No, that's golden. I, it's literally, it's the little things that you have to commit to that are really going to make that big difference. Cause it's like, you know, going the 75 hard challenge, the whole point of it wasn't more so because a lot of people looked at it and it's like, oh, it's a fitness challenge. No, it was a it was a discipline challenge. Exactly. You, like you were saying, can you commit to being in those scenarios where you've done everything, but you've got one workout left? Yeah, okay, yeah, it's dark outside, you can't see shit. But are you committed enough to go do what you said you're gonna do and hold that integrity within yourself to do you know, do those things? So that's exactly man, good on you for going on that run. Well 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 so, something too that stuck with me. So Tony Robbins he was asked for a piece of advice at one point and he said, don't negotiate with yourself. And I thought that was huge with commitment. Cause it's like that, that moment that you question whether you should do something that you know you should do. I mean, inevitably you're going to be like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, you negotiate with yourself and, and your mind doesn't want to do it, but you know, you need to. So if you just do something and don't even think about it and just say like, I'm committing, I'm having discipline, it makes it so much easier. And then you finish and you're like, fuck, like that was easier than I thought it would be. So right. it's just a matter but, of doing it. Exactly. And this goes back to personal finance too. Like me and my wife, we would always start these budgets, you know, like, you know, we're going to save X amount of dollars. We're going to pay it on all of our debt. We're going to commit to this. And it's like, well, life happens and I want to like enjoy my life. I'm not just going to put everything I have towards debt. But that was the thing. We would start a plan. We would quit. But commitment, the commitment wasn't there. So now that I've started this podcast, Budget Trek, it's my accountability measure to where if I do quit, I mean, all the people that listen to my podcast, it's like, oh, like, you're a pussy. You just quit. It's not even that hard and you quit, you know? <laughs> right. Oh, no, this stuff, this stuff is tasking, man. I'll tell you what, doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously. It's just, it's just a lot more intensive than people would actually think. It's nuts. Exactly. Exactly. But um, so when it comes to find like actually building up that decision to commit, like what are the kind of foundational principles around what do you decide is important to commit to and how do you like make sure that you stay committed? Well, you know, I, I was thinking about this recently because a few weeks ago before I went on a family vacation, like I started to get really demotivated and you know, I'm not even far into the podcast and I was already getting demotivated. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't even know the direction I'm going in. And then I saw Jeff Seconder put something out there and it was motivation versus discipline. And your motivation is essentially your why, like, why are you doing what you're doing? And my motivation of course is like my wife and providing something 
a value for our future family, but motivation dies really quickly. You know, there's a cliche, Oh, just keep a picture of your why in your wallet and always reflect back to, and you're going to get that, that burst of energy. It's like, it doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. But you can exactly. But, but when you stop relying on motivation and you rely on discipline and you're like, you know, I don't want to do this right now, but I have the discipline telling me like I'm going to, there's, there's not a question about it. That is when commitment comes into play. Commitment is all about discipline. It has little to do with motivation. Right. Boom. I love that. That's good. Cause you know, something on to add on top of that too, is like to build that discipline, you know, something I've done for myself is implementing like uh, two things. One is a not to do list. So like the things I'm not going to yeah. do just to have, but another one is a non-negotiable. So like going through and finding those things that you know, I want to commit to and I want to be able to display discipline towards is like, I have to make a non-negotiable agreement within myself. You know, it's, it's, you have the little, what I do is I sit down, I write it out. I'm like, okay, look, this is a contract with myself. I'm doing this to get this result. Boom. Done. Yeah. You have to make these you know, non-negotiables with yourself to be able to implement that discipline to continue forward. Because, you know, like you said, motivation is fleeting. Discipline is forever. But it's a matter yeah. of you have to be able to find a way to develop that discipline in order to continue forward. Yeah. And I interviewed somebody and he said his ending phrase was be disciplined or you will be disciplined. So basically, you better have discipline or discipline's going to kick you in the ass because you're not doing what you're supposed to. And I was like, that's so powerful. I mean, it, it's so true, man. And, and I think too many people, you know, like it, the common thing with fitness, right? You, you work all week, you bust your ass all week. It comes to Friday night, you have a cheat meal. It turns into a cheat weekend. And then you're like, fuck it, I'll start next month. And it's like, I think too many people aren't real with themselves. And they think they deserve things that they really don't. They're like, oh, I've worked so hard. I deserve this. Right. It's like you really haven't worked that fucking hard. You've just actually had discipline this week. So what, let's take it a step further. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. But too many people, like not even fitness related, but entrepreneurs or people with their finances or, or any area of life, like they think they deserve these things that they really don't deserve yet because their commitment level hasn't really kicked in. The discipline hasn't kicked in, but you think, oh, I did something for a few days in a row. I'm doing good. It's like, no, right. you're really not. Nah. <laughs> what was it? Ah, oh, God. I literally wrote or article about this, like, you know, this episode is going to be pushed back later. I wrote an article and then a podcast episode about this, like today, where yeah. it was like talking exactly about that. I mean, it's like, wow, that was, that was insane. You literally just like said my entire article. <laughs> I knew it. I knew what you put. Hey man, following along. But um, yeah, so I literally, I wrote something about like people think they deserve something, but they're not willing to do the things that warrant deserving that. Cause like a lot of people they'll live life and be like, Oh, why do I have this body? Or, Oh, why do I have these finances? It's because everything you've done up to this point has rewarded you with what you have today. You have rewarded yourself with the amount that you deserve. Like you've done this, this, and this, so you deserve the life you live today. So it right. all comes down to like, if you want that crazy high life, you have to do the things that those people do in order to warrant and deserve living that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. And, and I think it's huge too, like, like the 75 hard thing, because that's like a complete cha It's It's a challenge of like just completely non-negotiables. Like, yeah, you have things that you have to do on a daily basis. So you're not doing the challenge like that. that, that right. That's yeah. the whole challenge. Right. That's the whole but, point. Yeah. But like, I, I have something like you have, it's like, like I just said, we're doing like the 79 hard 
we'll we'll uh we'll trademark that but <laughs> <laughs> but no it's it's like uh like i had the same like do not do list so like it's gonna be super hard but you know like for me it's like no energy drinks it's no alcohol it's uh no fried food it's uh like no video games like i know that's small but it, it takes up a lot of time and it's right. like those things and it's like those things have been such a like a daily thing for me as of late if i can have the discipline to cut those out of my life completely for 79 days like i am going to show myself who i actually am and i was talking to my brother about it it's like the the, the disciplines i want to have for the next 79 days are going to escalate into a completely new set of disciplines after that that right now i i couldn't even think about right now like there's things that i'm going to be able to do that i don't even i can't even fathom right now in my head so it's it's really like I think with commitment too, I think people overwhelm themselves. They yeah. have to commit to this big plan. And I think commitment all comes down to sustainability. Doing something that you, you know you can do, but it's going to require discipline to do it. And I think people are like, like for me, like I don't, I, don't, I have a salary uh, at my job, but if I'm like, you know, I want to save $10,000 a month. I don't make $10,000 a month. That's not fucking possible. So why would I set why would I set a goal for myself that's really not feasible because in the end my commitment's going to go out the door because I can't do it. So if if you are just real with yourself and come to something you know you can do but it just requires discipline, when you're done completing that goal, it's going to escalate to something entirely new that you can't even fathom right now. Boom. Yeah, man, you're going to keep leveling up every exactly. every single year. I mean, literally, that's like one of the things that I preach is like improving one percent every single day. Exactly. Like, you improve, I don't, I don't know what compounding, I'm not, you, you're the numbers guy, you do the compounding stuff. So like if I did 1% every single day for a year, you know, add all that up 365%, that's almost, you're going through four different versions of yourself. Like exactly. it's all a matter of just doing those little things and being disciplined enough to be able to do, like, like you said, you're doing the little things of, you know, no video games, uh, no fried food. You know, it's those little things over time is going to build you up into the point where you're going to get to a, the new level of you that's going to be able to do those things that you couldn't even fathom doing now. Exactly. I mean, you could like uh, hike 10 miles a day. Like, I, I don't know what no. they are, but no. <laughs> I'm not fucking doing that. But you but, know, it's like, it's like high level stuff. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Where it's just like, you couldn't fathom doing it now, but exactly you, those little things, 1% every single, every single day for like a year, four versions of you down the line. You're like, Oh, that's easy. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, it's a cool example too, that you brought that up because there was some example of the basketball coach who I think they lost a playoff game. And he was like, you all need to be 25% better before the next game. It was in five days. And the assistant coach is like, that's not possible. Like 25, like that's a lot. And he's like, no, what I mean by 25% is I want all five starters to get 1% better every single day. So if all five starters are getting 1% better, that's 25% over a whole week. And that's the thing, man. If you, if you really want to make yourself better, like break it down. Don't overwhelm yourself. Get 1% better every single day. And like you said, in a whole year, that's 365%. That's four new versions of yourself that you're translating into that you really can't even fathom right now. Right. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Great minds think alike. <laughs> right, man. That's right. Well, that's right, baby. So actually, I want to, I want to, this is completely unrelated, but I want to ask this question because we talked about it earlier and I think it's a really good point to bring up is that, you know, with everything you're doing, like what's, what's your five-year plan? So, 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 so I'll say this. So, so me and Chase were talking before we started recording and you know, like people in like, social media is huge on this, right? Yeah. I think people push out these huge lofty goals, which I have huge lofty goals for myself. Right. But I have no clue if I'm going to actually hit it. 
I can strive for it, but shit changes so quickly. I don't have a five-year plan. I don't know what I'm going to be doing next week. And like we said, like I have a podcast, you have a podcast. Today, we could get off this podcast and be like, fuck this. I don't want to, I don't want to do a podcast anymore. Right. Yeah. But I, I think like, it's such a, it's such a shitty question, man. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Dude, I'm right there with you. You were, I mean, we were saying before, like you were saying like, you know, going into an interview, somebody asked like, Oh, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, no. I don't it, know. It, nobody knows. And, and like, like as human beings, we change so much so oh, yeah. quickly and our minds change so much. I mean, think about it. Like, say you're starting this podcast and you're going one route and then you're like, Oh, well that other guy's doing a route. That's a lot better. I'm going to go that route. It's so easy to change your mind on shit. And especially with social media, it's like you see everybody's ideas out in the open and it's so easy to change your idea to theirs. So I just think that's such a fucking awful question that people (laughs) ask. And it's like, it really doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. That's why I wanted to ask it. <laughs> so I knew we were very in line with that. I mean, yeah, I, we were even talking too. Like, I don't know if y'all know us who are listening, but uh, apparently Andy Frizzella just like is done with this podcast. Like it's, it's over. Yeah. He's not doing it anymore. He was number one business podcast for like 14 months straight, never dropped to number two and he's done. Yeah. Like that's something that, you know, at looking at first glance, like, oh, he's number one podcast. He's putting all this content. Oh, that's great. I never thought it would end. You know, you would think that, you know, if you're on that kind of level, you would never want to stop doing something exactly. that's putting you on even a higher level, but he just stopped. And that's the thing. Like you can change anything that you do like that. Like just exactly. snap of fingers. You can be doing something completely different this year, this week, tomorrow. Like I could just drop this all tomorrow. Exactly. Like, and, and, and that's my issue. That's my issue, dude, is like with social media. And like you said it best, I like we can drop things so quickly. And, you know, I see like, like, and we can be honest, like the digital marketing space is really saturated. The oh, drop shipping space is really saturated. All the, all those are so saturated. And like people have their mindset on those things so much. And it's like, you're not, you cannot do that forever. Yeah. I'm not going to have this podcast until the day I die. Right. You know, it's like, it, it's not going to happen. And it's like change happens, but you know, you just have to realize. And I think as, as a person, you have to realize like shit's going to change over time and you have to accept that. Right. You can't just keep looking into the past and be like, oh, I wish I would have kept doing that. It's already over. And you're just going to fuck yourself in the end by looking into the past. Right. That's a good point there is like, you, you can't, you can't look at the past. Cause like what's done is done. You can't change that. Just look at what you're doing today and look what you're going to do tomorrow. And the next day after that, and the day after that, having that vision forward and just keep going. Exactly. Exactly. I think too many people look in hindsight and like, oh, I wish I would have done that. I mean, yeah, like, dude, if it, you, you see on social media, of like, if you would invest $10,000 on Amazon in 2000, you'd be a multimillionaire. Damn like, man, it, I wish man. I would have, I was four <laughs> years old. I wish I would have done that. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, like you, you cannot look in hindsight because when you look in hindsight, you stop focusing on the future, which is what's actually important. Right. Yeah. And if anything, if you're going to look in the past, it's like, I wouldn't look in the, more so in the past to kind of look and regret as to what you didn't do, but more so look at what happened and see if there was a lesson to be learned from whatever. So like, you know, with, with Amazon, like it exploded, like people, you know, they could have invested $10,000, been a million or whatever, but okay, that just, you can learn from that experience, but okay, well now I can become more vigilant within the markets, see which one, which companies are actually like making an impact. And yeah. if it's low, I'll buy in and let's see what happens. And then, yeah. 
you'll be the next one where people are going to look back at you and be like, man, I should have done what you did and invested $10,000 in that company and it would have been fine. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's all a matter of like, because history goes in ebbs and flows. You got to, you got to find the patterns. And like, that's, that's the only part where I'd say look in the past is like find the patterns and capitalize on that in the, in the back end. But like, exactly. if you're just looking back at it on like an emotional level, you're, you're going to end up being in a stasis. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, you know, the, the, the phrase that history repeats itself is true. And like, I've said this and like, it's crazy. But when I say this, people think it's crazy, but like, there will be a company that is a no name company right now that will be bigger than Amazon, Microsoft, Apple there. I mean, it's going to happen Yeah. as a matter of when you don't know, but it will. So it's like you said, like, like use that hindsight to develop the patterns that are going to probably reoccur going forward and just use it as knowledge. And like, you never know. Boom. Boom. Just those tricks, baby. Just keep going forward. Do your thing. <laughs> That's fucking right, dude. All right, man. So I know we're pressed on time a little bit. So I got one last question to ask you. It's something I've done for the past couple. I'm, I'm just going to leave it in the, in the, in the show. Cause I love it so much. Let's so it. let's say that you were the one conducting this interview and you were interviewing yourself. What would you ask? Hmm. That's a hard question. I know. <laughs> that really is. Cause I know I'm going to tell you what I would ask. And then you're going to ask me that question. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think like for me, you know, I, I, I think I would ask myself like, how, how do you stay committed to something when shit just doesn't go right? So I'll answer that. Cool. So commitment's a huge thing for me and like being fully transparent, like, like me and my wife are in a lot of debt. We live for free, which is super grateful for that. But it's like, I work a nine to five. I have a second job serving. Like I have to go to my second job tonight after my job, after my actual job. And it's like, it'd be really easy to get really to, to hate that job because I don't get to see my wife, you know? And then it's like, Oh, well I'm seeing my wife. And it's like, well, we don't have any fucking money to put towards debt. And it's like my commitment comes down to, for me, honestly, remembering my why. And it's like, I, I know I said it was cliche, like look in your wallet and see what, what's in there. That's not right. like, that doesn't keep you motivated, right? But it's like, like my why is like, when I'm going into my second job, when I'm coming into work, when I don't get to see my wife that much, I'm like, this is all for a bigger purpose and I know why I'm doing it. And like, shit sucks. Like, like no one sees this from the outside in, but like internally, like I wake up on days like today and I'm like, fuck, like today's gonna fucking suck. Yeah. But you've got to do it and you've got to do the shitty things and remember why you're doing what you're doing. And that is going to feed your commitment along with discipline, of course. But it's, I, I think too many people our age, they, they go through shitty situations and they play the victim and they think I'm in a shitty situation. There's no way I can stay committed. There's no way I can stay motivated. I'm just going to throw in the towel and I'm going to go back to my normal life. And it's like, it's easy to be normal. It's hard to be different. And that's what we should all strive to be. So, you know, my why is just like, it's my, it's my thing. I want to be different. I want, I want to get an impact bigger than myself. And unless I get through those shitty situations and stay committed and stay disciplined, it's not going to happen. Boom. Yeah, man. I mean, shit, if being, if being successful is easy, everybody would do it. Exactly. It's not easy. It's a matter yeah. of putting yourself in those uncomfortable, getting, uh, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Exactly. Like, just like you said, doing the things you don't want to do, but you know, what's cool about, you know, cause I, I go through the same things too, being in college, I, you know, work at a gym, I have my online training, I have the podcast, and then I'm involved with whatever else on campus and fraternity, whatever. 
like it's a lot. And I'll have those days where it's just, I'm literally backed up the entire time. Like shit, like I didn't get any time for myself, but that those, these are going to be the times though, when you look back and be like, man, remember that one time where I had to do this, this, and this all day, but now I'm sitting out here like living the life that I want to live because exactly. I was willing to go through all of that in order to get to where I want to be, man, I'm so glad I did that. Yeah. It might stick now, but it's going to pay dividends in the future. I mean, dude, like, like it, it, it's so real. Cause I don't think, I don't think entrepreneurs talk about it. I think people on social media talk about how much they love what they do. And it's like, yes, that's true. But everybody has days where they hate everything about themselves and everything that they do. I mean, everybody has days. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like, if you're just real with it and realize like, like you, you got to take that mindset and be like, fuck you, throw it out and stay committed and stay disciplined. And like, before you know it, like you're going to achieve the goals that you have for yourself. Boom. Value bombs right here. Boom. Boom. Brady, thank you so much for coming on the show today, man. It's been an honor. So uh, if anybody wants to connect with you on any level whatsoever, how can they go about doing so? So I'm on Instagram, of course, at Brady Morgan underscore. And and my podcast page is at Budget Trek. That's B-U-D-G-E-T-R-E-K. Budget Trek Podcast is on Spotify, iTunes, or any other podcasting platform out there. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the best way to reach me. Boom. All right, y'all heard it. Go follow him on Instagram. Go listen to his podcast. And until next time, stay healthy, get wealthy. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Young, Healthy, and Wealthy Show. My name is Chase Henderfit. I am your host. And if you have any questions at all, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Chase underscore Henderfit. And I have one favor to ask. Please just share this episode with one person. You never know who it could help impact. And if you share it on your Instagram story, I'll repost it online. So until next time, stay healthy, get wealthy.